Cow Pancakes here and joining me tonight on the stack. I have Cat, Cat Carter to some, high voltage Cat to others. Cat is a referee, ring announcer, valet, commentator, and she recently made her in-ring debut. You can see her um, at New Wave Pro, Pro Wrestling Revolver, Naptown All Pro, uh, Palm House Wrestling, um, among others. I'm sure there are plenty more that I haven't listed. Um, <laughs> please welcome Chronically Online, Cat. Oh, man, Chronically Online's getting a shout out to Dakota and Jocker to be so happy. <laughs> I, you know, I recently met Jacques, I had met Dakota before, and they're so delightful. So of course. Oh my gosh. Jacques, Jacques is like my 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 little sibling. They are fantastic. Uh, I'm so sorry you had to meet Dakota. Uh, <laughs> I've literally been best friends with him for eight years and I still regret it every day, but I love him with all of my heart. So <laughs> Aww. that's so cute. I'd be really I mad that I'm like friend zoning him on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I met Dakota, I think, the, for the first time, I think Mania Weekend in Tampa. Oh, okay. I think he came up and talked to me for a little bit at, like, the last show. And I was, like, tired and hurting. Like that. Right. I'm, I'm surprised he's the one that uh, approached you, honestly. He's very socially awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good socially awkward. I am overly social, so I'm helpful in those situations. Like you're the you're extrovert so that the introverts need. Yes. I, my, my best friend is kind of more of an introvert. I am definitely the extrovert out of the two of us. And it's just, it's, you know, it's just it's balanced. Yes. <laughs> yin, yin and yang. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so you do a lot of things and you are a lot of places. Yes. Where can people see you do what, if that makes sense? <laughs> um. I, I am everywhere. Like you were saying, um, I'm up in, uh, the Southern part of Minnesota occasionally for, um, iron spirit wrestling. I'm in Des Moines for pro wrestling revolver. I'm in St. Louis anarchy for, well, okay. St. Louis anarchy. Um, I'm in new wave, which is in West Terre Haute, Indiana. I've gone, I'm going to unsanctioned, uh, later this month. Um, I've been to Texas. I've I go everywhere. <laughs> I go everywhere. <laughs> um, but yes, I mostly ref. Uh, I ring out a couple places now, and I'm hoping to add more of that wrestling in there. But I mean, pretty much wherever something or someone is needed, I am there. You're like the cat of all trades. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm a good hand as a, <laughs> as a wise wrestling veteran once told me. Aww. So what was a young cat like? Uh, if you can believe it, I was incredibly awkward. <laughs> um, I was just a very nerdy, I was a nerdy kid. Um, I did theater growing up. So that kind of helped with transitioning into wrestling in the future. Um, I didn't even start watching wrestling until I was a teenager. Honestly, I wasn't like a kid who grew up watching it. I started watching when I was about 13 um, and uh, I became obsessed. And now here we are. I'm, I'm not as awkward, but I'm still that theater kid at heart who now punches people in the face for fun. Aww. That's such like, 
from a lot of people I've talked to, I hear a lot of people that have like a theater background. So it's interesting. I, if I were smarter, I would explore that further, but I'm not. So I'm small. Uh, right. Someone else can write a paper about that. <laughs> right. Right. Someone else can do that research. Um, just an idea thrown out there. <laughs> so how did you decide to uh, pursue working in wrestling? Um, as a teenager and like starting to watch wrestling, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, I am, I'm a writer and I was a writer back then. So I was like, oh, I could start writing for the WWE. That would be really cool. And then like, as I got older and like, I started to realize more, I was like, wait, I could just, I could just do this. Like I could just be in wrestling. Um, so I got into shape and I, uh, went to my first round of wrestling school, um, which I had to unfortunately take a break after that because I got injured. Um, after a couple months of kind of soul searching and like figuring out what I wanted to do, I was like, you know what? I still want to do this wrestling thing. Um, so I moved to Cleveland, Ohio and continued my wrestling training from there. And now here we are. Um, I never thought I would make it as far in the business as I have. Um, there were some, you know, rocky parts of my life that I was just like, oh, I don't know. Um, but I, I've done more this year than I ever thought I would do in like my entire career. And it's only going up from here. <laughs> so what were some of the best things you've learned while training? Um, I was very thankful to have fantastic people to learn from um, when I was at AIW training. Um, Dominic Greeny. Um, uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae came occasionally and they would come and, and help out and impart some of their wisdom. Um, honestly, some of the best takeaways I got was being able to think on the fly, being able to improvise and do things, whether it be character wise with promos and things like that, or just people forgetting spots or people, you know, not knowing what to do next in a match. And I would be able to, I'm sorry, there's like a gnat flying in my air. Um, <laughs> uh, just being able to think on the fly, being able to think on my feet um, and also having the discipline to be able to not only keep myself grounded in like stressful situations, but try to keep other people grounded as well. I think those were like some of my biggest takeaways. So who has had the most influence on you both in and out of wrestling? Oof. And that can be different people. It's it's really weird for me because like there's not a lot of people that I I look up. I mean I look up to a lot of people, but I don't I don't take a ton of influence from people outside of the business. Um, just because I don't I don't know a lot of people outside the business. Like I don't hang out with a lot of people outside of wrestling. It's just kind of you know it's taken over my life. Um, I I guess like the people I, I take a lot from in wrestling, um, I would probably say like, well, Brody Lee is one of my biggest influences in wrestling. Um, I've got the, you know, I've got a Brody tattoo on my leg that I throw big boots with and tribute to him. Um, I've looked up to him for a lot of stuff. Um, it might not be, it, it's not, it hasn't aged the best, but I've looked up to Mike Quackenbush a lot um, for a lot of his views and stuff on wrestling. Uh, take that as you will, whoever is listening to this. Um, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Sarah Del Rey is also someone I've taken a lot of influence from um, in wrestling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's not a lot of people outside of wrestling. It's kind of sad. <laughs> 
No, I, I get it. Like when you've been around it for so long, it's like, that's who your friends group is now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and people that aren't involved in wrestling kind of sometimes fall to the wayside. Yeah. And, and they don't get it. And I'm just like, well, if you don't get it, I don't want you to get it and that's fine. And then we just, they part ways. Yeah, no, I get it. It's, it's, it quickly becomes, and like, especially you with working, like I'm just as a fan, like I've seen it happen with me that like my non-wrestling circle of friends is small. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't imagine where you're working every weekend, you know, two, three days a weekend. And then you were, you're terrible real job. Everyone has a terrible real job. Yep. Unfortunately, I still do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's like, and then you just don't have time for anybody else. Yes. Yep. I I have not a lot. I have to like, I have to clean my room uh, for this upcoming weekend because I have someone staying with me and I'm like, I don't have enough time in my week to do this and I'm going to have to figure out when. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy week to talk to me. Of course, you are one of my favorite people, Val. Oh, bless your heart. Um, what do you see for your future in wrestling? What are your future plans? What keeps you motivated? Like, where do you see yourself? Um, so a lot of a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do in wrestling, I actually managed to like knock out this year, whether I was trying to or not. Um, like, I guess some of my, my big, my future plans for like the next year of 2023, like work for GCW, like, you know, that's a big one. Um, you know, be, be on television at some point would be really cool. Um, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's just the, that's the goal in general is like, whether I get a contract or not, just be on TV, have people like recognize me in wrestling and like, see like, Oh, Hey, that's cat. I know her. And, you know, just travel to more States, like be able to be like a nationwide or worldwide talent. Like I've got my passport. I can go to Canada or Mexico or wherever they want to have me. So I don't know the world, the world is my oyster, I guess. <laughs> 2023 book cat. <laughs> Please, please book me. I need to put out my my twenty now accepting twenty twenty three bookings. <laughs> if you don't have a graphic and post it with eyes, I from what I understand, it doesn't count. Right, eyeball emoji, fire emoji. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling so far? And that can be anything. I mean. My debut is probably a like a bigger one for me, like being able to say I've formally done that and not just, you know, oh, I've done some matches and seminars or whatever. Like that's pretty big. Um, Revolver also debuting for them was a really big deal because like they are one of the biggest com- uh, companies in the country. Um, so it's very cool that they love me and they wanted me to be a part of their product. Um one of my big goals for this year was like uh, debuting for Anarchy. Um, and the fact that I not only was able to ref at Anarchy, that I am uh, now their regular ring announcer, which is like incredible for me because like I love ring announcing and I don't get to do it very much. Um, so, I mean, I guess those are some of like my, my big things from this year that I, I look back on and I'm like, oh, I, I guess I did do some cool stuff. <laughs> Good. So what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? 
Uh, I mean, it's not just in wrestling. It's kind of life in general, but like dealing with like mental illness stuff, anxiety and depression. Um, I was formally diagnosed with ADHD this year after like struggling for a while, like trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and it like as scary as it kind of is to like get that kind of a thing. It's also like refreshing of like, okay, I know what's up now. I know how to tackle this better. And now I can like figure out how to handle what I have going on better in a way that's going to help me in the future. So honestly, like the biggest obstacle is probably just been myself and like my own mental intricacies that have slowly been getting better slowly, but surely. I got my formal ADHD diagnosis this year. Hey, ADHD buddies. (laughs) And like, for me, it was just like, so I'm not like, I mean, I am, but like, it's nice to know. Like, it's nice to have that, like, almost like that reassurance that like, yes, these things are not normal, but there's something that isn't so like out of the realm of like a thing that that it's like, it's not a lost cause. Like, right. It's a fairly common occurrence in people that is researched and like people know what to do with it. Yeah. Like you're not just some lone crazy person or something. <laughs> Talking to myself in my apartment with making friends with my corner. Like, you know. Oh my God. Yes. I will. <laughs> I go to work and I will repeat the the same phrase like 15 times in the span of like a minute. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I just can't stop thinking about uh, this specific lyric from a Kelly Clarkson song. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I am big on hyper-focus. So I just will decide um oh this random thing that i didn't know existed until today let's uh learn as much as i can about it yes all tonight all tonight social media searches be this one thing for the next 12 hours and then you probably just forget about it and never think about it again yeah yeah i just i now that i know i just let it go (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) inconvenient that i had to know at three o'clock in the morning but nonetheless (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never done that before um, <laughs> so um if you had an action figure of yourself Ooh. and it was one of the action figures that talked what would you want it to say and what accessories would it come with oh no this is such a loaded question um i mean i I have so many weird things I say on a regular basis. Um, I, I, I guess I would want it to be the cringiest things possible so that anyone who owns my doll would be incredibly embarrassed to own it because I'm just saying things like epic gamer moment or poggers or just the worst things humanly imaginable for an action figure to say. Um, I feel like I would love to have a phrase that is like, Okay, don't tell your parents, but there's a camera secretly recording from the inside of me. Don't tell them. Like, just awful, <laughs> awful things like that. It'd be great. It'd be hilarious. It's for the meme. Um, <laughs> um, I guess accessories, I would have no shame, and I would just straight up want, like, Sailor Moon, like, magical, magical staff and the wand and the tiara and all that stuff. Just completely rip it off. Just shameless. 
Sailor cat. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, I mean, high voltage cat is essentially just a sailor, a sailor scout. So I'm like, Hey, there you go. A little bit of gimmick infringement. Never hurt anybody. Just don't tell Toei. It's fine. I don't think that um, my podcast has that much reach. So I think that your secret is safe with us. <laughs> but if it was Disney, I'd be a little more worried. But I'm like, Sailor Moon, people people parody that stuff all the time. I'm probably fine. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> so you said you've been in wrestling for uh, quite some time. Um, so I know that you do this because I, as a fan, who um, happens to have all of my friends be in wrestling do this, what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Oh my god. Um I say gimmick way too much. Um it, it, I either it's definitely like gimmick is one that I use a lot. Um I say shoot a lot. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's your shoot job." Or like, "Oh yeah, that's a shoot." Um or I'll do This one's incredibly niche. Um so like a lot of times when people are calling matches a lot of people are calling matches. They're like, oh, yeah, and then we'll do the Johnny boy or we'll do the hero boy or something like that for a move. Um, but I'll do that in real life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just grab that like red boy over there. If I'm like pointing at a cardigan at work or I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to grab like a chip gimmick real quick or just. Oh, it's terrible. And people at my job are like, what are you talking about? You crazy woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my brain has permanently been poisoned by wrestling <laughs> like I said like I know that I do it as a fan I know that all y'all do it because I hear y'all do it like yeah. <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> but gimmick is the one that people reference most often if that helps yeah I'm not alone <laughs> <laughs> so you I know you do a lot of traveling because I know approximately where you live and I know where you work. So, yeah. <laughs> so while you're on the road, what are you listening to? Are you listening to music, podcasts? Like, what do you got going on? Um, I'll usually switch in between like music. Um, and my therapist actually recommended I do audiobooks. So I've been doing some audiobooks recently. Um, those really help pass the time, like better than music does. Um, if I get sick of music, usually I will, uh, I'll call either Dakota, um, cause he's usually awake at whatever ungodly hour that I'm going to be traveling. Um, or I'll call, uh, one of my friends, Victor analog. Um, so one, one of those two will usually help keep me awake <laughs> if, if I'm not already in the car with one of them. Cause usually I will already be in the car with Dakota, like 25% of the time and the other 75% of the time I'm in the car with Victor. So, <laughs> so, um, what are you listening to when you listen to music? Oh God. Uh, it's such a variety. Um, I'm like, I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, I like everything about rap and country. Um, there's some country I like, there's some rap I like. Uh, I'm mostly just a pop punk and Midwest emo kid. So, uh, the Wonder Years, Hot Mulligan, The Front Bottoms, Modern Baseball, that kind of, the, the sad boy music, as as like uh, Campbell Myers would probably call it. <laughs> <laughs> I am an elder emo, so I feel you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's lots of MCR and Panic and Taking Back Sunday in there. 
<laughs> ah, yes, the sound of my people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tears I've cried. Uh, <laughs> what would you say would be the most surprising song on on the cat playlist? Um. Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I have a couple like techno songs in there. Um, I've got some Cascada every time we touch. Uh, that comes on occasionally. Um, or I've got some like weird like nerd core songs that are on there. Like there's this My Little Pony techno song that I love by uh, Ken Ashcroft. Uh, that's a that's a fun one. Um, I don't know. Like I have I have a couple varied things in there that people are like, oh, OK, I haven't heard that song in like 10 years. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so. I am a Snackosaurus Rex. I love to snack. What are your like go-to road snacks? Ooh, okay. This this is a good one. Um, if there is a Casey's, I will go to Casey's and I will get like a, a breakfast pizza slice. Obviously, as a true Midwesterner um, has to do. Um, if there's no Casey's or if it's not breakfast time and I'm just kind of feeling whatever. Um, there's these little like popcorn chip triangles that I really like, like popcorners. I think they're called. Those are great. I've been chowing down on those lately. Um, Cheez-Its are always good. Also, I'm a big Cheez-Its fan. Uh, grab a pack of crispy M&Ms if I can, because those are chef's kiss. Um, I don't know. Like, or oh, tornado rollers. Tornado rollers always, forever. I will always get tornado rollers any chance I get. Those are my number one. A road trip is not complete without them, <laughs> honestly. So what is a tornado roller? Oh, so tornado rollers, they're kind of like little taquitos, um, I guess is the best way I can describe them. There, there are a lot of Casey's or at like Love's and Circle K's and things like that, but they're just these little taquitos and they come in different flavors. Um, they have breakfast varieties. There's like Ranchero steak and cheese that's really good. Um, they're just like, it's usually like two for $3. It's a really good deal. You can just grab a couple of them and then I'll grab an energy drink and I'll just, I'll go. <laughs> Thank you. Like I've seen tornado rollers, but maybe other people haven't. I don't yes. know. You know what? I That's frequent fair. gas stations. So yes, exactly. <laughs> not everybody uh, are, not everybody's road warriors like we are. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when you go into like a Casey's, it's like three in the morning and they have pizza slices sitting there. Ooh, um, oh, nothing, nothing better. Yes, Those pizza that, slices could have been there for four hours. Doesn't matter because you're starving and that's the option. Right. They're about to throw them away. And I'm like, no, no, give me, give me, please. <laughs> right. Like they're, they're still good. I promise. <laughs> I have eaten worse food. <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> So as a ref, what is your favorite type of match to ref? Ooh. Um, honestly, just a good old singles match. Like you, you can't go wrong with like a singles match. Like it's, it, the rules are simple. You know, the rules, like it's, it's easy. Like, I, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with like a no DQ or, or false count anywhere or something like that. Cause then you, all you have to do is count a pin at that point, you know, um, tag matches are fine as well. Uh, this past weekend, um, over 
um, at Naptown, I actually got to do my first Atomicos match, which was uh, great for the little Chikara fangirl and me. I was like, oh my God, Atomicos. So um, it was cool, but I you can't just be in a singles match. Like, it, it's a classic. <laughs> so then now that you've made your in-ring debut, is there a type of match that you aspire like to be in? Um, I mean, I have some dream matches that I want to do coming up. So like, I'm sure we could throw some fun little things in with that. Um, obviously I'm in a stable with two of my friends, Jacques and Dakota. Um, so being able to do some trios matches with them would be really fun. Um, I mean, just whatever, like I'll take whatever people want to throw at me at this point. Um, maybe not a death match. Probably going to hold off on that for a while. Um, but everything else, like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any pre-match or pre-show rituals for the different roles that you fill? Um, I mean, other than like stretching and, you know, that basic stuff like that, not really. Um, for, for ring announcing, I, I'm kind of stressed usually because I like to get everybody's information and I like to have my note cards and I like to have everything prepared. Um, I mean, like for refing, I guess, like, I guess you could count it as a pre-match ritual, but I like to listen to the people in my matches, like call their match, um, before we go out there and do it. I just like to know, like, oh, hey, these are the big important spots. Either I need to be there for them or if somebody gets lost, I want to be able to communicate with them in the ring and tell them like, oh, hey, clothesline is next or something like that. Um, other than that, though, like I don't really have like a specific pre-match, pre-show ritual or anything like that. Okay. So now we are at what is approximately my favorite part of my podcast. where. Okay. You have you have either one or both of these stories. First first type, one like a really good travel story, where either something really funny happened, something really exciting happened, or somebody almost died. There's always one of those <laughs> stories. Or alternately, okay. alternately story number two, you're like oh boop, 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 going to the venue. We're booked on this show. You get to the venue, you get to the show, you get and look at the company. You go, what the fuck did I just get myself into? What is this? So you're. Um, best travel story and or your best like wrestling horror story okay so um funny travel stories um i mean like okay every travel every every trip i make with my best friends is always gonna be fun and stupid and goofy for no reason um you know, you're on the road and you see all kinds of random people that are out and about. Um, when I was in Dallas with uh, Dakota and his brother, one of my other good friends, Damian Deschain, um, we went to a 7-Eleven and uh, what can only be described as uh, the white trash power couple came in. <laughs> and we had no idea. We were just there getting our snacks and our energy drinks for the next day that we had to go to GCW early in the morning. Um, but we're standing there in line waiting to check out and the cashier recognizes this couple and he's like, uh, uh, out of the store, out of the store. You have dirty hands, dirty hands, both of you. And we're just like, um, what's going on? 
He's like, no, 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 get out. And the girl's going on some tirade. And she's like, no, I have $300 in my pocket right now. I can buy whatever I want to in this store, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, she's also leaving. So I'm like, okay, you got $300, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) We get our stuff. Uh, We're just like, hey, man, good job. Good on you. That was was pretty cool. Um, (laughs) And as we're leaving, the couple is like hanging out on the corner of the gas station. So we go the other direction. uh, And this guy tries to give us his mixtape for free. And we didn't take it, uh, unfortunately. And now I regret that every day of my life. Um, (laughs) But that mixtape was fire, dog. That's a fun one. No, I'm I'm sure it was like total fire, uh, eyeball emoji, 100, 100 gas, like all that stuff. Um, that entire Dallas trip was wild though. Also like, uh, Dakota was the one who rented the car for us. So he was the only one that was allowed to drive the rental car. Um, and letting that boy drive. I don't know how he's a domino delivery driver for a living. Um, because I was in the backseat clutching the rental cars, leather for my dear life i was like oh my god i'm going to die in dallas right now because dakota's going to kill me <laughs> i didn't die if you couldn't tell um but uh, you know the cptsd will will get uh figured out eventually <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is dakota is not a good driver he um he is a passable driver who will get you to your destination uh and that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Five stars. <laughs> five, five stars. <laughs> oh, so, uh, indie wrestling horror story. Do you have one? Oh, man. And you don't have to, you don't have to name names or anything. Um, I don't want to, like, you know call anybody out necessarily but right no i gotcha um oh man i mean there's not i don't have a ton like there's every show that i go to whether it's my fault or somebody else's fault like something happens so it's not like every show is gonna be this perfect magical rainbow happiness you know whatever um um so like almost every show I go to is going to have something that goes wrong. Like whether it's my fault or a promoter's fault or a wrestler's fault or whatever, like no show is ever going to be perfect. Um, you know, I, the first match that I, not the first match I roughed at anarchy, but one of the first matches that I roughed at anarchy, um, somebody actually knocked themselves unconscious partway through the match. Uh, so having to try to figure out, Hey, can you still continue? Yes, but I'm really hesitant to let you continue doing this. Um, I mean, there have been times that, you know, I show up and it's like, okay, here's all the matches. Um, and, oh, we're two hours to bell time. Oh, now we're 30 minutes to bell time. And one person in this match has not showed up yet. What's going on? We kind of have to figure that out. Um, like, there's nothing like, I can't say there's ever been like a whole company or a whole show experience. So I'm like, Oh my God, this sucks. But there's always, you know, a little sprinkle of something to keep you on your toes. <laughs> well, it sounds like you can pivot and adapt and that probably is what makes you so good at what you do. I try. I try. I'll be freaking out on the inside, but on the outside, I'm, I'm calm, cool and collected. 
<laughs> so do you have any hidden talents? Um, I do a lot of writing. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, I will never let anyone read anything that I write because I absolutely still write fan fiction. Um, if any of you know what my Tumblr is, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> um, uh, I also like, I, I do gear design for some of my friends so I can do that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can talk really fast. That's a talent, I guess. I, I don't know. I like, there's nothing like crazy hidden talents. I'm, I'm really flexible. Like that's about it. <laughs> well, that'll help in wrestling. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so nice. Um, outside of wrestling, like what hobbies do you have? Just, um, I've got writing, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I, I work out a lot. Um, I like to go on runs when it's nice out, you know, weather permitting in the Midwest. Um, I collect Pokemon cards. I have a very extensive Pokemon card collection. I found out cause I just recently cataloged my cards and I have, I think like 2,800 cards and counting. Cause I keep buying myself more. <laughs> Is there um, anything specific that you're looking for? Like, or do you have any like Holy grail Pokemon cards? I mean, like, I like to just be able to get packs and open them. I'm not super like, oh, I need this card or I need this card. Um, if I just get cool cards, like, that's enough for me. Um, I'd like to be able to uh, own and open, like, some of the older packs, like, that I never got to own when I was a kid. Like, some of the base set or, like, you know, Diamond and Pearl and, like, anything, bef anything before, like, sword and shield essentially because that was really when i first started collecting pokemon cards was like tail end of xy set into sword and shield which means nothing to some people if they don't collect pokemon cards um i just like opening the packs i'm a big weirdo who likes to go through and, and sort them and organize them and see what i get and it's like gambling for the the lame little straight edge kid that i am <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I am I'm like I know a little bit about Pokemon because I played Pokemon Go with my friends, but I was never into it before that. So mm -hmm. um but I've I have learned now through pop culture <laughs> and Pokemon Go. <laughs> I mean, and that's a lot of people's first like introduction to Pokemon, and like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, however people get into the series and get into the fandom, I'm okay with. I'm not gonna gatekeep that. I just want to have more friends to talk about Pokemon with. <laughs> like, I just like the cute little animals. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to make them fight. Yeah, yeah, they're just little, they're just little friends. Yeah. yeah. Get it. <laughs> So what would you go back and tell a 10-year-old version of yourself? If you could go back in time, what wisdom would you impart on a 10-year-old cat? Uh, stop sitting in your room all the time. Go out and talk to people and make friends. Uh, just stop, stop sitting there and sitting on your computer for like 
six hours a day and doing whatever I did on the internet at 10 years old, like just go out and adventure and have fun and, and, you know, just be a kid. <laughs> I feel like I didn't get to be a kid enough as a kid. And now I'm living that as an adult and doing these kid things. So I'm like, go be a kid, please. <laughs> It'll save me some therapy bills later. <laughs> so if there was a cat scented candle, what would it smell like? Um, so I love candles that smell like candy and smell like sweet things. Um, so I would probably want it to be like a cotton candy, uh, vanilla, um, just a very yummy, sweet candle that you light it and it makes you just want to go get like a pint of ice cream. <laughs> Excellent. That, that would be a candle that I would gravitate towards. So the cat candle. <laughs> so, um, what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons, and you can pretend it's attacking you. So you don't have to attack it. So okay. it's like a matter of self-defense. A matter of self-defense. I could probably take like a big dog, like a Great Dane or a uh, Dalmatian or something. A Weimaraner maybe. Um, I don't think I could take much else than that. Like at some point my body would just uh, just give up. Just be like, listen, dude, you're a, you're a prey animal. You're a victim now. There's nothing you can do here. But like a dog, I feel like I could, I could take a big dog. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, what, I guess, how do you take your pancakes? What do you like in them and on them? Ooh. So I am a big IHOP fan. So I like to get the seasonal pancakes that come through, like the the, the dulce de leches and the cheesecake pancakes. I like to get fancy with it. Um, otherwise, just give me like a blueberry pancake. I'll throw some like strawberry syrup on there or something, and bada bing, bada boom. I'm I'm not terribly picky. A pancake, as long as it's a good pancake, a pancake is a pancake. Fair enough. As long as it's a pancake. Exactly. Waffles are not good and pancakes are great. That is my hot take. That is the correct take to have. Waffles, um, I could go <laughs> on about, but I will just say that they are classist yep. because you need a special equipment dedicated only to waffles to make them. Whereas a pancake, all you need is a hot flat surface. Yep, exactly. Waffles are inferior. Absolutely. And I'm only sucking up to you a little bit by saying that. Pancakes are are this this superior food. Yes. If I could say words. I got thinking Chef about kiss. pancakes and it made me want them and then my brain just fluttered off. Yep, exactly. I ADHD, I get it. Right? Right. ADHD brain went to pancakes. <laughs> So I'm going to take you on like a little like mental journey. So I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to ask that you go with me. So okay. imagine if you will, you're hungry, you want something sweet. You're walking down the aisles of the grocery store and you go down whoop, the cookie aisle and you're like, I love cookies. Who doesn't want cookies? So you, you're looking at all the cookies, but you don't want like 
chocolate chip cookies. You don't want like, um, like the little like Milano cookies and like the little package. You don't want those either. You want America's favorite cookie, which is indeed the Oreo. So you go to the section where all the Oreos are, and you look at there's all those the weird kinds. You don't want any weird kind of Oreos. You want a regular Oreo with a chocolate cookie and a white cream center. Mm-hmm. But you still you still have options. So you can get like the thins, or you can get like your OG regular normal Oreo. Mm-hmm. You can get like your double stuffed Oreo. Or you can get like the super mega weight, weigh a ton of stuff. Um, so which Oreo are you getting? If I have to just get a classic Oreo, I'm going to get the, the double stuff for sure. I need as much stuff, but not too much stuff. I need that, that balance. That is the unofficial correct answer to that question. Round of applause for Kat. Um, that is exactly correct. You need more stuff than what is in a single stuffed Oreo, but any, like, sometimes there's just too much stuff. Right. The mega stuff is too much. Right. It's like a little, it's a little too much stuff and it's just not, not, not like it doesn't hit the same. Exactly. The same. So, um, rounding out our questions for the evening. I have a question from Vic. Vic, um, when we used to do our lives, would always ask this question. Now that we do not do our lives, I ask this question on behalf of Vic. Okay. So, this question. Who do you think has the best gear of all time? Oh, man. Of all time? Of all time. Okay. Of, Of all time ever. In any company across the world. I've always been a fan of like the Hardy Boys' gears, Jeff and Matt, both. I love the just trip pants and mesh shirts. Those are sick. And then Lita, of course, accompanying that, like biggest style icon of a ton of girls in the early to mid-2000s. I'm also a big fan of like Joshi gear. Um, So like Kana. Uh, Asuka has some of my favorite gear of all time. I really love the look of her gear. Um, If I can be biased a little bit here, uh, somebody who makes their own gear and does a fantastic job with it is Victor Analog. Um, He makes all of his own trunks, and then he's also made his TV heads, and I think those are pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I guess those are my answers. Like, it's I I a lot of people came to mind, and it was hard to narrow it down. But like, those are those are my answers. (laughs) Excellent choices. So, what upcoming shows do you have? Where can people see you? Um, this upcoming weekend, I'm going to be in Des Moines, Iowa, or Clive, Iowa, for Wrestling Revolver. Um, I am going to be. Um, in Mattoon, Illinois, in a couple weeks for Zero One USA. Um, I am going to be um, in, I'm going to be in Ohio for Unsanctioned on the 23rd. So the Christmas Eve Eve, I'm going to be there. Um, I've got dates already next year for New Wave, St. Louis Anarchy, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver. So you can see wherever. Uh, and wherever you'd like to see High Voltage Cat, wherever you want to see Cat Carter, tell your tell your favorite local promoters to uh, go ahead and hit her up, maybe. I don't know. Indeed. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. 
Well, I'm all about shameless self-promotion. And on that note, where can people find you on social media? Plug everything, your Twitter, Instagram. If you have like a Facebook fan page, a Hive, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Patreon, OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store, everything. Um, wherever you want to find high voltage cat, it's very easy because I have the same username across all of my platforms. Almost. Um, it is at high voltage cat, H I G H V O L T A G E K A T. I'm sure it'll be in all the promotion and, and whatnot. Um, anything else other than that, if you really want to find me, uh, you can message me if you're my friend, if not, um, you're never going to find my Tumblr. Please don't ask me about it. Uh, my TikTok is cursed and awful, and nobody wants to follow me on that. Um, I don't know. OnlyFans, you can find that um, on on my Twitter and my Instagram. It is cat as cat can um, for all of my spicy people out there. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, that's that's about all of my social medias, I guess. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. This has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes, and this has been Kat. Be sure to check Kat out on all of Kat's social media. And big thank you to Wrestling Over Everything and Table Bump for sponsoring The Bald Monkeys and The Stack. And thank you for tuning in. And once again, thank you, Kat, for hanging out. Love you, Val. Me too, Kat. (laughs) 